Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. And it will be good. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach your word. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come in through your word in Jesus' name. We uh, had a particular chapter that we are looking at this month of June. And we're spending our time to meditate on it. And uh, on Wednesdays, I'm dealing with the healing class and, and teaching on healing, on longevity, and how God wants us to have a long life. But God doesn't, doesn't just want us to have a long, pitiful, sorrowful life. God wants us to have a long, good life. Amen. Go to Genesis chapter 24 and verse 1. And we're dealing with the subject of prosperity in the, in, in the month of June. Now, in the body of Christ and in Christianity globally, whether we want to admit it or not, there have been excesses around the subject of prosperity. It's been taken to the extreme. But the fact that something has been taken to the extreme doesn't mean that there's no truth in it. And instead of throwing the baby out with the bathwater, what we should look at is to understand the mind of God concerning that subject and renew our mind where that subject is concerned in a very balanced context and in a balanced way. Now, in Genesis chapter 24 and verse 1, the Bible says, Now Abraham was, very, was old, advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. And I said, you should make that your confession. And this is a scripture you should say every day. You get up in the morning, say, now Maxwell was old, advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Maxwell in every way. You put your name right there, and that becomes a picture of your future. That becomes the picture of the reality of the life that you want to live and that God has ordained for you. Now, it doesn't matter the excesses about prosperity and all that. Listen to me. It's God's perfect will to increase His children. Come on. Did you hear me? I said it's God's perfect will to do what? To increase His children and to allow His children experience material increase. He doesn't want those increases to control his children. He wants his children to be in charge, but to be able to experience increase. The English Standard Version, ESV says, Now Abraham was old, well advanced in years. And we're dealing with this on Wednesday service. Make sure you get the messages. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So, the NIV and the New American Standard Bible says, The Lord has blessed Abraham in every way. The ESV says, The Lord has blessed Abraham in all things. Now, it means that every area of Abraham's life was blessed. We shouldn't be comfortable with certain areas of our life getting blessed and certain areas are not blessed. 
We shouldn't be comfortable with just half of the pie. God wants every area of our life to be blessed. That when we get to the end of our life, we look back and we say, Well, the Lord has blessed me in all things. Can somebody say Amen? Amen. Now, in Genesis 24, 35, Genesis chapter 24 and verse 35, the servant of Abraham testified to this. Genesis 24, 35. It says, The Lord has greatly blessed my master, so that he has become rich. Wow. And he has given him flocks and heads and silver and gold and servants and maids and camels and donkeys. I want you to observe how the servants of Abraham attribute what Abraham had to what? To the blessing of God. And I want you to pay attention to a phrase there. He has become rich. So he became it. He grew into it. Because one of the things that we have done from the pastoral perspective that haven't been very properly taught and explained is that we have almost trained people to look like wealth is miraculous. Immediately you just give or you do something, then the next day God is going to make you a millionaire. And that is not balanced. That is not balanced. That is not balanced. We need to raise a generation that is patient with growing wealth. Understanding that even if the blessing of God is on your life, it's not going to make you an automatic 24-hour millionaire. You have to grow into this. Teaching you prosperity without faith and patience will only raise Christian thieves. I'll repeat it again. Teaching you prosperity without patience will only raise a thief who is a Christian or who's got a church sticker on them. Your wealth should be traceable. We should be able to say, you know what, this man was here today and he increased and he increased. Come on, is that not what the Bible said about Isaac? He grew strong, he became rich and became very wealthy. And that process was shown. And these are the kind of believers that God wants us to raise. So the Bible says that the, the, the servant of, um, of Abraham, if you go to verse 34, it says, I'm Abraham's servant and the Lord has greatly blessed my master. So he, 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 he ties the blessing of Abraham to the material increase that Abraham experienced. Now, we also know, which is very true, that the blessing of Abraham spoken, for in, spoken about in scriptures also refer to salvation. That is essentially what the blessing of Abraham is. That was the gospel that God preached to Abraham. That through him shall all nations be saved. But we also know that this blessing had a material effect in his life. You see, I believe that when the hand of God is upon a man, he will cause the things around him to experience increase if that man will follow God. Hallelujah. Come on, I said hallelujah. Now, Proverbs chapter 10 verse 12. The Bible says, The blessing of the Lord, Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22, The 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord, it is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. It is 
the blessing of the Lord that makes rich, and it does what? Add no sorrow to it. The NIV says, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toiling for it. It brings wealth. Now, the, the New Living Translation says, the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, <coughs> glory to God, and he has no sorrow with it. So, the whole of this month, we're going to investigate this subject about material prosperity and increase. I believe that God wants us to prosper. I believe that it is God's will for us to increase. But again, the truth of the matter is, there is the spiritual side to prosperity and there is the physical side to prosperity or the earthly dimension to prosperity. Now, let's go to Second Chronicles chapter 26, verse 1 to 5. 2 Chronicles chapter 26. 2 Chronicles chapter 26. <laughs> Glory to God. And let's look at verse 1 to 5. I want you to get this. This is going to change your life forever. Now, all the people of Judah took Uzzah, who was 16 years old, 16, 16, and made him king instead of his father Amaziah. At 16, this young man was a king. And you know, meanwhile, some of us at 16 were still singing this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. <laughs> Listen to me. In your life, always train yourself for responsibility. Don't always think you are a child. Don't always think you are a child. Train yourself for responsibility. Train yourself. Become a self-motivated leader. At 16, he was a king. And look at this. Verse 2. He built Elat and restored it to Judah after the king rested with his fathers. And Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king. And he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jecolia of Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. At 16, he was able to do what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah had done. He lived an upright life at 16 years of age. He wasn't just caught up in teenage nonsense. Because sometimes we excuse our irresponsibility by our age. Oh, he's just a teenager. Oh, he's just teenage hormones. Oh, he's just, oh, you know, he's a child. No. We have patterns in scriptures of young people who took responsibility. He wasn't just a good student. He was a king. He led a whole nation at the age of 16. And he built stuff at the age of 16. Look at this. He sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. So at 16, this man, this young man had a, a passion for God. He wasn't seeking prosperity. He was seeking God. And I, find, and I think that's one mistake we've made over time. We are almost seeking prosperity. It's not like we're seeking God. It's not like we want to learn more of God. It's not like we want to learn more of the ways of God. We rather just want to know what's the secret that God can use to bless me. I want prosperity. You need to pay attention to this message because it's going to change your life if you understand it clearly. It will bring increase your way. We are to seek God, not just to seek prosperity. Say these things do the Gentiles run after. But you go about seeking the kingdom 
and every other thing will be added unto you. Where is the kingdom in your other priorities of the things you're seeking? Where is the place that God holds? What are you doing for the kingdom? Are you pursuing God? Do you have time for God, for the worship of God, for devotions, for studying, for praying in the Spirit? What exactly are we seeking? Is it God or prosperity? As long as he sought the Lord, the Lord made him to prosper. Let's go on. That's not where I'm going today. Verse 9, And Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem and all that. Verse 10, He also built towers in the desert. He dug many wells. He had much livestock. Both in the lowlands and in the plain. He had farms and white dresses in the mountain. You realize that as the Lord began to bless this man, he built things. You see, one of the signs of prosperity is building, to build. That is why in nations like ours, we don't build anything. We're not building. When you go to developed nations, you see buildings. One sign of prosperity is to be able to build something. And I encourage all the people that are especially from this island, if you're a member of this church, you need to grow above just staying in your family house all the days of your life. If your family house that you're staying in, someone didn't build it, you would not have a family house to stay in. It's time to build yours. Say amen. Amen. You realize that we are living where others built. The question is, do people come in after us? Where will they live also? Go get a piece of land. All this time you're looking for a job, you would have dug the foundation. You are your friends. You're just waiting for one big day that they're going to call you and make you head of the oil and gas sector. Pay you 70 million. Then you now build six skyscrapers. Tell them you have arrived. Jumbo Towers. You just live in that dreamland. It's been 10 years. Wisdom builds. You don't have to have enough to build. You just need to have enough wisdom. And you start. Hallelujah. I come and I said hallelujah. You realize when this whole government road construction thing came, a lot of people went out and collected the compensation. You would realize that people who collected the compensation and immediately went into building, they have built something. Those who collected and went to paint the town red, they are now without properties. The town is painted. And nothing to show for it. Build something. Are you still here? Come on, are you learning something this morning? There are two sides to prosperity. Everybody say two sides to prosperity. There is the spiritual side and there is the natural side. The spiritual side includes giving. Giving. Sowing of seeds. Give to people. Give offerings in church. You give your kingdom investment. You sow into the kingdom. You give to your pastor. You minister to people. That's spiritual. And that's essential. 
But sadly enough, giving alone cannot make you increase naturally. You have to do something on the earth to bring increase. And how do I know this? A very simple example. In Second Kings chapter 4, the woman whose husband was a prophet and was in debt. Elijah did not say, oh, your husband was a false prophet. No. The man was a genuine prophet of God, but he was in debt. You can serve God all the days of your life and remain poor if you don't know how to do some very basic things. And he cried to Elijah, and Elijah said, what do you have in your house? Say nothing but a bottle of oil, a jar of oil. Elijah multiplied the jar of oil. What was the next instruction Elijah gave to the woman? Go and do what? I didn't hear you. Go and do what? He says, go to the market and sell. What God gives you by miracle, you have to sustain and multiply by going to the market. God doesn't want you to live on miracles all the days of your life. God doesn't want you to live on what your uncle, your pastor, your church, your brother is going to give you. That life is not sustainable. Listen. Listen to me. Ladies and gentlemen. Comrades and friends. No matter how good a person is, if he keeps giving you money all the days of your your life, he will get tired. Before that tiresome zone kicks in, go to the market. A few years ago, someone blessed us with some amount of money. When the money came in, we, we, we talked over it, and we said, well, let's start a bookshop. We're passionate about books. And we started our bookshop, maybe like four, four years ago, thereabout. And till today, we're still, selling, we're still selling our bookshop. But if we didn't do that, that money would not have lasted four years. Any money you do not engage in on an earthly dimension of exchange business investment will not be sustained. Uh, come on, are you, are, you, are you in the service this morning? And sometimes this is the missing link for the children of God. Oh God, what is happening? Why is my life not making progress? The seed for your life to make progress has been given to you many years ago. You squandered it. That's why sometimes for some of you in this region, you see people who walked in train 1, train 2, train 3, train 4, train 5, train 6. You look at your life. There's no sign. The only reason you will know that they walked in train something is a faded ID card with their picture in it. Say when Dewu was Dewu, who were those who walked in Dewu. Ten years down the line, nothing to show for it except expired ID card. And yet, hundreds of thousands pass through your hands. Yet this same person will be harassing God for destiny helper. Why are you not a destiny helper? Why must someone be your destiny helper? Are you not a human being? Oh, Father. Oh, Lord. May they locate me. Jesus, may they see me. May they oh, wear my helpers. You people are sleeping. You are harassing them. Let them not find sleep until they locate me. Let them know. And people are just turning on their bed unnecessarily because you will not take responsibility when you experience increase.
And that's why I'm grateful to God. You know, when they said, when they call your name, you will sneeze. I'm happy that that theory does not work. Because some of us would not have been breathing. You have all the days of your life. I mean, so guys will just put you on repeat mode until you shout, God, who is it that is making me sneeze? <laughs> just put your life on repeat mode. <laughs> and with coronavirus this period, man, they would have just isolated you. Uh, like our governor, just throw you into the deep isolation world. <laughs> Glory to God. That life is not sustainable. Praise God. So, so Elijah told the woman, go and sell. Whatever God gives you by miracle, you have to sustain by understanding how money works on the Ephraim. Even the children of Israel, God was giving them manna all over the wilderness. You, guess what happened, brother? Immediately they stepped their foot on Canaan land. The manna ceased. The land flowing with milk and honey, they needed to go and farm. Some of you are not encouraging the people in your life. You will keep them perpetually poor by playing God in their life. Sometimes you have to let them know, for your case, manna has ceased. It's time to go to farm. That would be the best decision you would take to help them. And I can show you from the scriptures. Do you realize that when, T- when Paul was talking to Timothy about the widows to take care of, he says, take care of those who are proper widows indeed. Who are old. He says, if a widow is young, and he says, if, you t- if the church is taking care of that widow, he says, the, the widow will be a busy body. He says, let her go. <laughs> Sometimes even the church welfare system is a system, listen carefully. I know that's the one you like. But sometimes the church welfare system is a system that will keep people perpetually poor. In as much as the church wants to help, as the church wants to support, the church must also be bold to say, Brother, your manner has ceased. Are you still here? Come on, are you, are, you, are you with me this morning? Even Western nations are tired of us. You go now, read about AIDS. When they give AIDS, you say, oh, this one we are not giving to Nigeria and giving to this country. They are tired. Because there is nobody who is totally comfortable with consistently giving you something in life. Nobody. Praise God. You realize this now. There was a time when President Obasanjo was the president of the country. And he went around asking nations and asking people to forgive us our debts. How many of you know that period? Right? Come on now. Remember that period? Went around. They forgave us all our debts. You know how much we are owing today? Go and read the news. Hmm? Nigeria collect China loan. 2.2 trillion. Mm. IMF loan, 5.5 billion. <laughs> Thank God for the spiritual father of the country, Abacha. Who, once, when we are broke, the man from the dead will just release, say, give the 100 million from that money. Abacha loot, 100 million kids to Nigeria. The man has been, has been rescuing us. 
Once he just observed that, ah, this is my country. This guy, give them 50 million. The man, imagine stealing all that money from one country and we expect to prosper. The man has been giving us from the dead, ministering to us, helping us. <laughs> imagine when he died. Imagine when, how the money is still coming. That's one of the collected cash. So, saints of God, the country is designed to keep you poor. The system, the corruption in the system is a satanic system to keep you perpetually as a slave, walking and not being able to make anything out of your life. So, you need to apply wisdom to be able to prosper. Praise God. Realize now. Realize, right? Go to the market right now. You discover that things are on the high. And you know the good thing about our beautiful people? Even when the virus is over, nobody's bringing their price down. Are you following? So this is the new normal. So you realize that we live in a system where there's absolute no control. There's no control over market prices. There's no control over housing prices. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's a system that is lawless. So if you are not wise, you cannot prosper in the system. And that's why wisdom is critical. Come on, say wisdom is critical. I can't hear you. Say wisdom is critical. For you to be able to thrive. In John chapter 6, this morning we're looking at frugality and prosperity. Frugality and prosperity. What it means to be frugal so you can prosper. We live in a tough system. We live in a, in a system that one man will steal all what belongs to everybody and keep hundreds of people unemployed. Yet they don't care. Sadly, some of these people sit in church all the time. And so, if the wisdom of God is not applied in your life, it's a system where you cannot lift your head. John chapter 6. Look at this story. And after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him, because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were diseased. Verse 3, And Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, seeing a great multitude coming toward him. He said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? Bread has been saving lives for a long time. Thank God for bread. <laughs> but this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. And Philip answered, Two hundred denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew Simon's Peter brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has got five belly loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? And that's one thing in life. Never despise what you have. Never despise that job you have. You know, I've heard people, you know, you know sometimes I've heard people say, You know, this is my job. He's not paying me. He's just small. He's just small. Tell them, you know what? I mean, we're not saying you shouldn't strive for more, but all you have to do is to look at the unemployed people around you. And just stay grateful and keep building and keep tilling. Wherever you complain, you cannot find increase. Be grateful. Hallelujah. Come on, are you here with me? Be grateful. 
Look at this. Then Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So men sat down in number about 5,000. You know where there are 5,000 men? Women and children are going to be more. So we can see about 15,000 people were here. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore they gathered them up and filled to a basket with fragments of the five belly loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. Can you imagine this? It says, gather the fragments. The, 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 the NIV says, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. The New Living Translation says, gather the leftovers so nothing is wasted. In Psalm 50 verse 10, the Bible says, the cattle of a thousand hills belong to God. In Haggai chapter 2 verse 8, it says, the silver is mine. The gold is mine. Can you imagine the whole world belongs to God. As rich as God is, as powerful as God is, he said, gather the fragments. He said, let nothing go to waste. I mean, and I can imagine the disciples, Peter, like, what, what kind of man is this? As rich as this, our master. He can multiply bread. You still tell somebody to be gathering fragments. This man is stingy. Do you know how they would have felt? Right? Going through the field and gathering fragments of bread, fragments of fish, fragments of bread, fragments of fish. And I can imagine Jesus in my mind saying, no, pick that one. Yes, that one. Pick it, pick it. And twelve baskets. Look at what they wanted to waste. What they wanted to waste was more, a hundred times more than what they had to start the miracle. One day, a man of God was praying and was believing God for a lot of money. He said, oh God, bless me with this money so I can do this. Bless me with this money so I can do this. Bless me with this money so I can do this. A year later, he was praying and said, Lord, that money I've been believing you for did not come. And God said, go back to your accounts. And he checked and he saw that whatever they were believing for came twice. But because it did not come as a lump sum, he couldn't gather it. What I'm teaching you now is something that the Lord has dealt with us is in the office. You know, most times people come to work for us or we send people on errands. We normally do not keep change. We just have maybe like 500 naira or something. And we'll just give people, oh, give just to go down. One month, we looked at how much we were giving people for transport. It was so much. And God brought this verse to me. Right now, if you come to do anything for us, we have 15 naira, we have 20 naira, we have 10 naira, we have 100 naira. Gathering the fragments. How come God has enabled us to build something like this without having to raise offerings? We gather the fragments. You know, most times when you build like this, people in their mind feel that there is one billionaire somewhere that is just saying, give me the cost, I will pay. Give me the cost, I will pay. It's a lie. Building is by gathering the fragments and being patient. Some of us are very wasteful. We waste food. You raise your children to select food at will because in your mind you are a big man. Cook indomie, they look at it. Say, I don't like the face of the indomie. It's too yellowish. So okay, don't worry. What do you want? I can't be your father. You don't like the face. You don't have to like the face of anything to eat it. You just eat food. In our mind, it's a sign of prosperity. But we are raising a generation that will be wasteful. 
I don't want to mention names because we're, 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 we're going all over the world. But we know a particular wealthy man in this country that was very wealthy. Had chains of businesses. Football clubs all over the place. Many years down the line, ask yourself, where is that? If you don't train your children to stop waste, they will waste whatever inheritance you have suffered to lay, lay up. And by the time they grow up, there will be nothing. Indulging your children in a wasteful lifestyle is destroying their destiny before they get up. Praise God. My kids, sometimes they have their savings, they save their piggy bank or whatever bank they have that they keep their money. I remember before I came one time, they had spoiled the remote for the television in the house. They contributed money to buy it. The remote is 2,000. We, we, as the parents of the house, were responsible for 1,000. You bring 500, you bring 500. It's not a prayer point. To be honest, buying that remote, it won't do anything to me. But I won't raise vagabonds because God has blessed me. You take when you spoil something, you take responsibility for it. It's not a sign of prosperity to be wasteful. Frugality means to manage your resources to avoid waste. For some of you, it is suya every evening. Suya every evening. Once he, the, the bus driver of your company knows you now, once he gets to the suya, he says, oh guy, you, you go come down. Say, yes, I will come down. He knows that's not your house. In the morning, they pick you from your house. In the evening, they drop you in the suya place. Once they are there, they will start matching break. Because they know you will soon You have even started removing seatbelts. So, immediately the man sees you. He does not call you your name again. You just say 300. Say yes. You are now 300. Because that's what you buy daily. Daily. So, once you come, they give you VIP treatment. Because they know tomorrow. In fact, when the suya man does not see you, he does follow up. Sir, I've not seen you for some time. I said, I know where. So I, I, I talk and see my customers. You are there. The other man does follow up on you because you are consistent. So 300 times 362 days. Because even Sunday, you, you, you stroll there to relax. Waste. Some of you will buy things you don't need. Pairs of shoes you might never use. And yet, you want God to prosper you. God is against waste. You have to track your life. Some of you, the waste is data. Subscription. subscription. Even you are owing MTN now. Say, borrow. Just borrow, I'll pay. Borrow, I'll pay. Don't live a life of debt. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't live a life of death. If you want to prosper, and let me tell you something, prosperity and increase will save you a lot in this life. Not just for yourself, but the ability to help people. You might see a young person who needs support to be able to go to school. You want to help them, but you don't have. You cannot help people when you don't have. But how would you have if you waste whatever God is giving to you? If some of us would check how much has passed through our life, we'll see that actually we're millionaires. But everything was wasted. 
You did a project. They paid you 100,000 in a month. You went into town like the prodigal son. Look at that. That's what the Bible says. In, in Luke 15, 13, it says he spent all the father gave him on riotous living. The word riotous in the New Living Translation, it says he spent it on wasteful living. Wasteful living. Come on, give me that scripture quickly. Luke 15, 13. The prodigal son. He says, oh father, give me your inheritance. I've done a teaching on the prodigal son before. I don't know whether I will still have it available. And the first thing I said is that the prodigal son collected the money of his father, but not the wisdom of his father. What he needed was the wisdom of his father. How did his father grow to be able to build this level of wealth? Look at this. He squandered this estate with loose living, wasteful living. That's why you see that when money starts coming to a place, the activities of commercial sex workers increase. Because that is one way that men waste money. By the time they have rubbed your head in ways they shouldn't rub it. First say, I need phone. Say, order it, order, order. And I've always said this. Getting married and having a wife in the house is way more cheaper, more economical, more frugal than keeping a girlfriend and dating for four years, five years, six years. Always taking people out. Oh, you want to go out? 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 You realize that some of you are richer in this lockdown. And, and some people also haven't learned because immediately the lockdown is the, they will go and waste everything they have gathered. I just like to go out. I just like to, to stroll out. just like to relax. Wasteful living. Wasteful living. And you know what? And I tell you all this all the time. When you have a relationship with a man who is, you know, in your mind, ah, this is my guy. He can spend. He wants to just tell him, he just spend. Ah, the man, hey, I just thank God. Oh, God has really blessed me. Oh. You know, when you are thanking God like this, on this side of the relationship, he's a good man. By the time you get married and you realize that he has already cultivated that habit of spending, you now realize that he's not a good spirit. If you are going out with any person and they never ask you, what are you saving? What are you building? The easiest thing to spend is other people's money. Are you following what I'm saying? Take somebody out. You bought exotic. You gave her one cup. Tasted it. Oh, I don't like it. Don't like this. You don't like. You will drink that. That is not it. <laughs> you don't have to. We have ordered it. It's not a, a. No, 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 no. You don't make progress in life like that. People, people drink lime now. Don't they drink lime? You close your eye and drink it. They bought this one. You don't like. They bought this one. You don't. And they have opened everything. One five. You don't like one five. <laughs> you are joking. I want to, I'm testing you if you love me. I have failed that test. <laughs> I have failed it. <laughs> I 
Jesus said, gather the fragments. You know, I want you to imagine. Can you think of this in your mind? Jesus asking his disciples to go and pick pieces of bread and pieces of fish together to make 12 baskets. Imagine how much would have been wasted if Jesus did not gather the fragments. How much has been wasted in your life because you're not gathering the fragments? Riotous living. Wild living. We live in a society that celebrates wild living. I remember one time someone came to me. Hey, you know, they, they've got a funeral and they divided the, this to him. And I said, listen, if the man you people are planning to bury saw all this money in his life, at least he would have lived a lot longer. We live in a culture where a man would die and then people would build a house to bury him inside. Those are the kind of contribution I will never be part of. For what? Ah, Papa has died. Let's build him a house. We can't bury him outside. They will bury him outside. If you people have thought of that before now, why is it that death releases resources from us? Huh? You know the reason, simple reason? is not the man. We want to show people that we have. It's not the man. Forget the man. The man is not pursuing anybody. You know all these things, then? Eh? It's a belief system. You see, like Muslims, immediately they finish. They bury the neck. The, 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 if you were a Muslim, you would not believe all these things. Even some culture in India, they just cremate the man, just set the person on fire and gather the ashes. Match, how much is matches? <laughs> matches are where? Two five. You are, you are, you are, don't bury and they are not pushing anybody in India. You know, you do first barrier. They've stopped second barrier, right? Because I know they used to do second barrier in my, in my people. They still do second barrier. We should all just down, follow the man and escort him properly so that we know that he has finally arrived. A culture of waste. Culture of waste. Go to sleep. Television is on. Lights are on. Everything free. Just get the things on. Culture of waste. If you don't deal with waste, you will never prosper. Because we live in a culture that is full of showmanship. What is the definition of frugality? The quality of state of being frugal. Careful management of material resource, especially money. And frugality has a very surprising root. When I was studying it, when you look at the, 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 the Latin word, where it came from, it means fruit of value. It means fruit of value. And restraint. It's almost like saying that you get the value of something by restraining yourself. You get the value. You begin to progress. You begin to prosper. Because you are doing what? Restraining yourself. If money is not properly managed, it does not last forever. And that's why you must learn how to manage money. How to steward money on the earth realm. Frugality is enjoying the virtue of getting good value. Frugality means being conscious of your spending and focusing on few financial priorities. Is this thing a financial priority? <clears throat> glory to God. Come on, is somebody in this service this morning? I said, glory to God. Proverbs 13 verse 11. Dishonest money dwindles away. But whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. Whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. I remember how 
The other time things were very tough for our parents. My, my parents were teachers and government wasn't paying then and they had all this IMF stuff, structural program, Babangida era and everything. And my mom went to start, start trying to learn tailoring and all the rest. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> and, and you know, these thrift collectors used to come, they would sign five naira, sign ten naira on the card. How many of you know those thrift collectors? And that's how some of our parents were able to gather our school fees, gather our house rent. You know your house rent will expire in December. You are living as if you're the owner of the town in January. Buy shoes. Buy shirts. Buy shirts. Sewing. Every party you are sewing new shirts. Say weave them. Weave the tears ground. Weave them. Weave them. Weave your shirts. November, you start harassing everybody. God has blessed you for us. God has blessed you for us. If God has lifted you up, it's to lift other people. Be quoting parable. Why won't God lift you so you lift other people? Why are you the one they are always lifting up? And meanwhile, if you take maybe 5% of your monthly income every month and save it, you will pay your rent without harassment. But you will not. Wasteful living. Praise God. Come on, are you here? Are you learning something? Because I believe that God wants to prosper us in this church. And we must learn frugality. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look at this. Do you live in translation? Wealth gotten from gets rich quick schemes quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time. It grows over time. It's also the same way if water keeps leaking from a ship, it will sink it. Just as you gather little by little, you increase. If you keep spending little by little without tracking, you would also get into poverty. You know, people just, people just say, oh, one day I'm going to have this money. It's been 10 years. Why don't you plan with what you have? Praise God. Come on, are you still here? Why don't you plan with what you have? While you are waiting for that big day, you are going to hammer, you are going to blow, you are going to kill everybody because you now have money. Did that day comes, why don't you manage what you have? Why don't you live based on what you have? That's why sometimes when I talk to fellow ministers, I don't understand why ministries go in depth because of programs. You now bring a big star. To come and sing for one hour. Hundreds and thousands are gone. You'll now be struggling to pay. Proverbs 21 verse 17. He who loves pleasure will become a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not become rich. Some of us will live in this town. Look at what your parents built with the little places they worked. Some of your parents worked little. Maybe some even as cleaners, as nurses, as, you know, um, they worked with companies and all the rest. And they laid one block upon the other. One block upon That boasting you are boasting. His family house. This is my family house. If I see any bike man pass here, I will kill somebody. It's my family house. It was built by your father. With less amounts. You are earning 100,000 inside family house. You are still collecting money from your grandmother. 
you are still loaning money from the old woman. And you know the old woman is old. He cannot remember how much you loan. You are scamming. You are actually a yahoo yahoo boy to your grandmother. And in your mind is wisdom. How much are you earning a month? 80,000 is nothing. Let me tell you something. If you live in an environment like us, you will have high... How do I put it now? Let me put it this way. You will be very ungrateful when the money people are paying you is not millions. Go out there and see how much people are earning and using to take care of families. Go out there. You wear cover up. Go. Man, do. Shut down. Yeah, 150. Ah, it's what they are paying people. Look at the gas they are playing. Yeah, they are supposed to be paying us like 600,000. You realize that when you go out there, eh, bricklayers are building their own house. You finish, you go and settle, settle in beer parlor. Be complaining. These energy people. These energy people. They're not people money. Hey, hey, hundred thousand. What will I do? Hundred thousand. How, how many beer would I buy now? Money don't finish. And you're an elder. You'll not be calling your wife to come and carry you home. Say the money's not enough. Riotous living. But do you realize that you've been this way for five years? It tells you something is wrong. Listen to me. And I say this with all humility. There are young people who have listened to me and have started building houses. They are pastors. A few, days, few, days, uh, few months ago, a pastor sent me from Bayelsa. He said, I listened to your series on treasures and waste. I heard what you said. He showed me a property they are currently building. We don't do what we're doing in this ministry because there's one millionaire sending us millions. It's the tithes that you bring every month for those who, who give tithes. The offerings. Those that are built with me, they know. John, Kenneth, all the guys who are built with me. That's many times they are there that we can't pay for this thing. I'm telling you. Sometimes I'll tell them, listen, you guys, we can't, we can't pay you this month. Keep working. We'll pay you. I mean, they are here. Little by little. I remember a few months ago, we had to tell Kenneth, who managed the electrical stuff, say, you know what? Go to our bar, go and buy all the bulbs in cartons. By, because by the time we calculated it, it will save us close to maybe twenty to 30,000. So every month when something is wrong, we just go pick from that carton. We change. We can decide to be buying from town here. But you realize that it is 30,000 extra gone. If you would save a bit and buy certain things in cartons, you would save yourself a lot of money. Every time you want to cook stew, that's where you go and buy fish. Every time you want to cook stew, that's where you go and buy. You would have had the money to buy fridge. No. You have used it to show your friends that God has raised you. Riotous living. And listen, as a church and as believers, we need to have this honest conversation. We need to tell ourselves the truth. God is not wicked. Why does it look like we're not prospering? It's some of these little things. The little foxes that spoils the vine. Calculate how much you earn in a month. Calculate how much you've earned in two years. I've sat with people and I've asked them, how much, how long have you been working? Oh, four years. How much are you earning? This. And I say, let's just total how much you have earned in four years. And they look at the figure. It's surprising. It's as if I'm the one that did the work. 
Jesus. It means they never calculated. They are surprised. Oh, I just like drinking Coke. I just like ice cream. You know, these things I'm telling you, this is where I live all the time. <laughs> uh, what's that we used to buy on Sundays? It's a burger, right? There was a time we just got married then. And then, I think, I don't know whether we had my son then. We just send this brother to buy a burger for us on Sunday. Very nice burger. Ah, after two months, Spirit of Wisdom spoke in me. This burger, calculate it. Ah, by the time I calculated how much we were using for burger, I mean, how much was it then? Maybe 500 or 600 or something. We transport everything. Ah, I said, no, 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 no. This is not sustainable. And the good thing, the way God has created me is that immediately I make that decision, the desire. So today I still struggle to eat burger. Because that desire is a desire that is going to lead to poverty. You have to kill it. I just like to take shawarma weekly. Just shawarma, just weekly shawarma, weekly. <laughs> See, that thing they are mixing inside that shawarma. You have to stand in front of the mirror and say, I don't like shawarma. I don't. You have to talk to yourself. It might look casual. It might look like, ah, can't we enjoy life? Yes, you can, but not now. Can I tell you how rich people live? <laughs> I shared with my staff. Went to buy something for my daughter. And when we were in the car, I just told them. I said, you know what? What we bought now was from the fruits of an investment we did. If you walk into my house and you see the thing, you, ah, hey, something small. You might now go and use your salary to buy it. But it is not from my salary. It's my salary that I invested. It's something we wanted to buy for her and we planned it over six months. So I did an investment, six months time, the interest came, it was bought from the interest. The wealthy people you are seeing, they buy things from the interest of their money invested. A man can make an investment and get some money and go and buy a car. You, you are struggling to drive that same car with them. You owe everybody. I remember we had a car, a smaller red car. And then they gave us the car we're driving now. Immediately this car came. We just decided, this next car, we're giving it out. Because there's no use parking two cars where you have not prospered. Now go and buy four. Say, put, put two five for this one. Put two five for this one. You will maintain both cars. Because that is our mind. Our mind is packed the place full. Four cars. We have a showership, showmanship mentality which is not authentic prosperity. Are you following what I'm saying? Most of you who work with white people, you see them when they come to work. You see how simple they are. They wear simple things, you know, work. They are the real people. They have the contract and everything. Maybe the only difference now because of insecurity, you see a mobile policeman. You see your supervisor. Well, Stashak, but lace, four phones, golden chain, ring. Strolling as if he's the God all of us are worshipping. He's a supervisor. 
Because for us, wealth should be shown. Come on, tell yourself, I'll prosper quietly. I didn't hear you. Come on, say, I'll prosper quietly. There is something about being genuinely prosperous and being calm. Not being wasteful. People will help you to waste your resources. He who loves pleasure will become a poor man. You have to tame your love for pleasure. If you really want to prosper. Genesis 41 verse 35. The wisdom of Joseph. When the years of abundance came. So they let them gather all the food of these good years that are coming. And store up the grain for food in the cities. Under Pharaoh's authority and let them gather it. When the years of prosperity came. God told Joseph. Gather and save up for tomorrow. Don't. You, 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 you have a bonus. Or even you have a salary increase. Live for one year as if that salary has not been increased. At least, when, when you were earning, let's say, 100,000 and they started paying you 110,000, keep that 10,000 for one year, whatever you want to do with it. You realize that at the end of that year, maybe you have had an extra 120,000. That was more than what you were earning one month. I mean, I've worked with people who are earning as little as anything, just teach them the culture of savings, the culture of savings, and they, and they realize, oh, wow, we can save. Saving is not the amount, it's the habit. No money is enough. I'm telling you. No money is enough. Proverbs 21, 20. The wise store up food, choice food and oil, but fools gob the ass down. There is much treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man devours it all. Devours it all. A foolish man will swallow up everything. Waste everything. Does not gather the fragments. It's not frugal. All kinds of unnecessary expenses. Some of you have subscriptions. You are not even. You don't even know you have subscribed. Every month they are just taking the money away from you. Unnecessary meetings and jamborees. Contribution here. Contribution there. Contribution here. Belong to all kinds of associations. That are not useful. To your life and progress. You, you need to learn to manage your resource to spend less and avoid waste. Proverbs 28 verse 19. It says, if you follow worthless people and worthless pursuit, you will not prosper. Sorry to say, but there are some people whose lifestyle will, will, is almost worthless. Spend on things that will not give you value. You will be buying names as opposed to functionality. You know you can go to the market and they say, this thing is so-so name. Right? And this thing is also named. Because this name is not known. But it will produce the same function and is as strong as that function. You go for this name. That's why when you wear shirts, you always want to open your arms. Because people must see the name of what you are wearing. So you are necessarily be walking with your arms spread. Because if they don't see the name, what have you gained? Poverty is a bad thing. Walk away from it with wisdom. Patiently. Gradually. One day after the other. Don't buy things that you don't absolutely need. Folks with lower incomes watch tons more TV than people who earn more. This is a research from studies. 
When you allow yourself to succumb to other world of film and TV, you're exposed to more ideas about how people should do and live, even if the ideas are baseless. By the time you watch films and watch films and watch and watch, it, it forms an idea of how people should live life. And you don't realize those ideas are baseless. Don't be fooled by the radio, the TV, or the magazines. They show photographs of how life should be, but they are just someone else's fantasy. Praise God. Come and I say, praise God. As we keep our eyes on adverts, realize even the phone you have, there's a new model in the market. You know, it happened to me one time. I was using a particular brand of phone and then they said they released the new edition. Ah, new edition, new edition. So I, I think I gave what I was using to my wife and got the new one. You know, to be honest, my wife's own was far stronger, far better. She's still using it. And I bought maybe like two, two or three new ones. Because all they need to do is add one number. Samsung XI. Is that I you are paying extra 20000 for? It's a dual core camera. Camera three lens. So if you ask yourself, as you are here now, that phone in your hand, how many things have you used? Some of you don't even know the function of your phone. It's your child now that is putting you through. You, do, you, do, you can't use everything. But yes, you must have it. Why? Because when you went out, your friends laughed at you. Ah! A whole you. You know that statement, a whole you, have made more people poor than it should make people rich. That's why in this life, absolutely zero competition. Zero. When Gideon started his school, he was in a smaller place. I think, okay, he was in somewhere there. And then I needed my kids to go. We sent our children there. School fees was, I mean, school fees has gone up now. The man has been, it's increased his school fees. Wants to drive people like us. You know, school is was, I mean, maybe less than 10,000 then or 10,000 or 11,000. I, that's where my kids went. That's where at least uh, Caris finished his primary school. It does not have to be St. Lucy. It does not have to be Fifth Academy. It has to be what your pocket can carry. Ah, he, you will see somebody who does not have money. My child cannot go to that school. At the school, yeah, child cannot go where. You see, let me, let me explain something to you, right? Let me explain something to you. And, you and, and it might come harsh. But listen, in life, when you don't have enough resources, sir, you don't have an option. You tell your child, listen, I don't have much money to take you there. So when you are going there, you know you are going for two generations. You put your head down. You can't want to live a high life based on somebody else's hard work. Are you following what I'm saying? Come on, listen to me. Are you following what I'm saying? When we, the early days we got married, <laughs> we were in a house. A brother of ours came to visit us. And he told, told us, he said, Oh, you should go and look for any house you want to stay. Go and look for any house, I'll pay. Go, go, ah, go, no, 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 no. Ah, Pastor, you, you bless us. Go and look for any house. I said, ah, thank you so much, sir. God bless you, sir. Ah, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Immediately left. That was the end of that discussion. Look for which house. 
Some of you, oh, ah, destiny helper, destiny helper. Now go and look for a house, 500,000 a year. After the, one, the first year, the man has blocked your number. <laughs> See, any help anybody wants to help you in this life, ask yourself, if this person stops, can I continue? If it is no, say, thank you very much, sir. I would like to choose something lower. Are you following what I'm saying? Track your spending for 30 days and observe areas of waste. The little things that do, you, that do not matter, check them. Are you wasting money? How much does Facebook and social media take from you monthly? Do you know how much you spend on data? Check it. Check how much you spend on recharge cards. On used subscriptions. Buying brand names over functionality. You just want to buy a popular name. The world is designed to increase consumption and waste. That's how the world is designed. Do not live to impress the world. Do not, you do not have to show how wealthy you are. It's not important. We live in a culture where eating out is celebrated and people build their whole families on that. Just build their whole families on going out. It's not bad. Once in a while, to take yourself out, take whoever you're going out with and do that. But you cannot build on that. You cannot build a family on that. It's not sustainable. Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Are you learning something today? Come on. Is somebody's life getting better because of this? Say loud amen if you are. Praise God. Ecclesiastes 5.11 As goods increase, so do those who consume them. And what benefit are they to the owners except to feast their eyes on them? I like the New Living Translation. The more you have, the more people come to help you spend it. So what good is wealth except perhaps to watch it slip through your fingers? Let me read that again to you. New Living Translation, Ecclesiastes 5.11. The more you have, the more people come to help you spend it. So what good is wealth except perhaps to watch it slip through your fingers? And that's what happened to, to some of us. And I want to be very careful here, but I need to say this. Even with your family, you have to be wise. If not, your family can make you poor. That's why when it comes to finances, there are no emotions. This is how much I have. This is how much is available. Because if you never are able to build anything, at the end of the day, everybody will end up in the same place. And you know, the thing with Africa is that we have a strong family culture and it is very emotional. All your mother has to do is to cry. Ah, after nine months. Oh, after nine months. After I saw it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Your father will just be shaking his head. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> say, why is that? Say, your father has not eaten for two days. Hmm. <laughs> Am I saying don't help your parents? You should. See, but ultimately, right? If you be tired, you say, you know what, this money, I don't have it. This one, I can't. This one, I won't be able to. You know why? So you can build something for the future. Ah, and God has blessed me with a heart such as that. Because if we go by the scriptures, as we are increasing, 
the people who will help us to consume it are increasing. And all we will do is watch our wealth slip through our fingers. That's why one of the prayers you pray for your family is that God should bless everybody. It will, it will give you peace of mind. Because if you are the only wealthy person in your family, say, <laughs> uh, call her, call her. Hey, God don't bless her for us. What do you go do? Call her. Call. <laughs> so when you collect salary in the month, you, you have your own payroll. And some of you, you haven't also done well. You haven't been able to say no. Because you're afraid of what people will say. You're not God. You can't help everybody. I'm sorry, this month will not be able to. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, we can do this, we can do this. This is the little I can. And there is no sense of guilt. Because what happens in this part of the world is, when somebody asks you for help and you cannot meet it, they make you feel guilty. And you realize that if you're not building anything, years will come. You will now add to the list of the family poor people that another young man will have to rescue. That's how the list grows. So for every generation, the list is growing. Because sometimes we do not allow people, and I'm speaking to parents also, sometimes allow your children grow. A child is young, trying to get ahead in life. And we pour all our burdens on them. Oh, but I don't get anybody. But I, Yes, the one person you get, we don't have to kill the person. Because let me tell you the truth. There's nobody in this life that would say that if you are not there, their life will not go on. If you were not there, they would still find a way to solve that problem. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And this is where husbands also need to be firm. When you start making those policies, own up so that they will not start blaming your wife that is after you got married. Because that's how some of you are. Some men are too weak to talk to their parents. So they will use their wife as trap. Uh, we don't have anything this month. So should we still give? Yeah, no, don't give. Nice, okay. Uh, I, said, I wanted to, but my wife just said uh, they should flog you. And I'm saying this, I'm saying this, we're laughing, but I'm saying this with all seriousness. I'm getting very embarrassed and ashamed of men who cannot stand up to their parents, whether father or mother. That's why we, we get married to women and God forbid by the time you pass on, they start treating your wife as if she was a stranger you brought in. Because you're not able to put your family in their place. God forbid my wife is here. There is nobody from anywhere. Nobody. Not my brother, not my father, not my mother. Nobody. Woman can't suffer with you all your life and build wealth. And because you're too spineless, you expose her to consumers. Uh, oh, when my father left us, it's only my mother that stood by us. So what is it? You cannot have a debt in life you cannot finish repaying. Are you, are you, following, what I, come on, are, are you following what I'm saying? This, listen, these are issues we need to address. We need to have honest conversations about these things. 
if we continue in this path, are we going to be able to break the poverty level in our lineage? The question is no, we won't be able to break it. At a point, everybody needs to have that conversation and say, listen, what habits can we put up right now so we can break? Because I'll tell you something, once you break the poverty limit in a particular generation, the, it becomes easier on the next generation to build. The reason some of us really here are struggling is not because we are not hardworking. We are doing the work of four generations. Grandfather did nothing. Great-grandfather did nothing. Father did nothing. So you have to, you are, it's like you are starting to build something and yet people around will not allow you to rest. You know, some people will not like this message. But I really don't care. Because this is one of the keys to breaking free. You see the loans that Nigeria is taking right now? You ask yourself, how are we going to pay these loans? Is generations put into slavery already. Some of you, your children that you are planning nice names for. By virtue of the fact that they are Nigerians, they are already indebted. You have not even seen who you want to marry, but there is debt waiting for that. Are you following what I'm saying? Federal government is borrowing. State government is borrowing. Local government is borrowing. Your own father is borrowing. You, you are borrowing. The whole nation is indebted. It will never build anything. You live in a funny country. A man will come and start a project. Another governor will come for four years and say he's not interested in that project. He will go and build another. So you drive to the country, you see unfinished roads, unfinished bridges unfinished houses. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? And that's the same thing we're repeating. Look at your lives. Unfinished expenses. You have shoe in Finima. You have not finished paying for. Red color. That's a finished project there. Then you have Sanders. You are owing at Akiyama. You have paid 250. Remain 150 to balance. In your life right now, there are many unfinished projects. Only. That's why you cannot walk freely. Some of the masks you people are wearing is not because you are afraid of virus. It's to cover yourself against death. So you build the mask in such a way that ah, now they get it. No, 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 no. Now they get it. You are using it. To, so if after the virus, when they get a hold of you, you will pray that virus should have gotten you. You know, you go, uh, go back home today, right? Go back home today. Calculate how much you are owing in a month. All the people you are owing, don't buy anything on credit again. Go and pay everybody. Free yourself first from debt. Number two, renew your commitment. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Review, sorry. Review your commitment. Those of you who have, because now everybody is dating girlfriend. I don't know what you are looking for. You have relationship five years, six years, where you are doing anniversary of relationship. Even you and your friends are having small get-together. Say, what are you doing this get-together? Say, we're just celebrating our dating anniversary. We started dating in 1982. We're almost 14 years dating now. You see, that, that, that madness, you have to stop. If you are a girl here, go and ask this person, when are we getting, do you have a date? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some of you too, need to watch yourself. Have they say, I like my girlfriend. She has tastes. She has tastes. It's, it's, it's a tasty guest. She has swag. It's, it's very tasty. It does not use a uh, ship with on. It's tasty. They do it tasty there. 
be doing tasty. You'll be saying you have taste also. Any taste you have that you cannot fund yourself, it's not taste, it's foolishness. That's why you'll be collecting things from men, you cannot say no. They say, they're harassing me. Why would they not harass you? Everything you own was bought for you by someone. You cannot be having swag and not have money. It says you should have. Are you following what I'm saying? Listen, we must train our girls to say the fact that, listen to me, you have value for yourself and live a life you can afford. When somebody is coming to get married to you, he should come to you for the value that you have as an individual. It's not because they bought suya and malt for you. You now say yes. <laughs> I like my guy. He just recharged my phone. He just recharged my phone. You will pay for all those recharge cards. Then I said, I don't know how to leave him. How will you know when you have collected debt? It's like the way we are owing other countries. We can't leave them. So when they will oppress us and call us all kinds of names, we say, yes, sir. You see, when, when somebody has invested in your life, God has great plans for you. Don't mess it up. Go back and review your financial life. It's not about the resources you have. It's how much you are resourceful. I like everyone in this church because this month we're going to be dealing with practical issues like this regarding relationship. I want everyone in this church to go back reevaluate your finances. If you have commitments to people you cannot make up, review them. I'm sorry, we won't be able to continue like this. This is what I can afford. This, I'm not saying be stingy, I'm saying be resourceful. So that we can break, we can all together break the hold of poverty over our lives. And this month, my emphasis is on, is on material increase. You know, I don't teach this often, so you need to follow this. Are you following what I'm saying now? So that together we can do what? Break the hold of poverty over our lives. God wants us to increase. And you know, the more we are increased, the more we can bless people. There's nothing wrong if you put people on scholarship. There's nothing wrong if you start taking care of widows. There's nothing wrong if you have orphanage homes. But you know the reason? If we don't build a level of wealth, those levels of mercy cannot be done. When that man, the good Samaritan, you know, most of us are like, oh, good Samaritan, good Samaritan. You know what the good Samaritan said? That's not a statement of a poor man. He said, let this man be under your charge. He says, whatever bills is accumulated, I'll pay. It's like going to put a man in the hospital and say, take care of him. Whatever is done, I'll pay. He was not a poor man. You know, some people say, oh, the priest, the priest saw her walk by. In my mind, the priest looked at the hospital bill. No way. There's no cash. There are, there are loads of mercy in your heart that you will not be able to accomplish if you don't prosper. That's why your prosperity is not for a selfish aim. It's not just for you to have a good life. It is so that together we can make the world a better place. But if we don't discipline ourselves today, tomorrow, train your family to respond to your budget. Train them. Train them. Build, it will, it will be crisis. It will be fight. We don't like these things in this part of the nation. Even as a church, if somebody comes and says, oh, sorry, we don't have, ah, it's anger. You know, in this part of the world, it is like, when I ask you, just bring. If you don't bring, you are my enemy. We must get used to it. So that we can build something for the future. Are you still here? Come on, I said, are you still here? 
Do you realize the fact that as a ministry we are in our own property and in our own building? Do you know how much has saved us if we are to rent a facility like this every month? Imagine now that there is no service. What will happen? Or, I mean... But thank God for wisdom that helps us in the grace of God. Let's be on our feet. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I decree and declare over your life that the spirit of prosperity is resting upon you in the name of Jesus. Come on, I said I declare over your life that the spirit of prosperity is resting upon you in the name of Jesus. The yoke, the curse of poverty is broken over your life. In this life, you will enter dimensions of wealth you never thought of. The blessing of God will come upon your life. You will prosper. The wisdom of God will come upon your life. And areas of waste, and areas where you have, you have wasted money, the Lord will have mercy and will give you a second chance and will cause you to grow your wealth again. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.